Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 135 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm answering the question, Kathy, how do you do it all? I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode, I think it's twofold. It's to answer the question and to debunk the myth that there's a magic pill or one solution for mastering time management. Before I get started, I want to kick this episode off with a shopkeeper shout out. I haven't done this in a while, but this one hit me strongly and I want to share it. I received an email from a shopkeeper who will be attending this year's retreat. She felt compelled to tell me that she's in a place where she isn't sure what direction she'll go in with her business. She's going to make a decision after this holiday season. In the email, she said, I felt a responsibility to let you know where I'm heading prior to attending the retreat. I know it will be helpful for wherever my business may take me in the future and for some awesome fun and stress relief with some incredible women. This person went on to say, I have been in and out of subscriptions to other business mentoring programs, so I'm confident in stating in every aspect, you are the best. Look no more, ladies and men. You are a gem to us all. Your heart, head, and soul are so invested in us, tearing up now. Wish I found you sooner. So selfless, intelligent, soothing to listen to, non-arrogant, fearless, kind, generous, all of the positive vibe, and beautiful inside and out. So needless to say, I was a little blown away by this email and so, so grateful for this group member's words because she's also a lab member. No one ever needs to explain themselves to me, but the fact that she trusted me and wanted to share this with me, it meant a lot. She knows this. Of course, I replied back to her email, and then I asked if I could share some of her her words in this podcast episode, and she agreed. I know you'll make the right decision for yourself, your life, your family, your business. I also know that regardless of the decision you make, you'll love the retreat experience, and I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm going to give you the biggest hug because what you said truly, truly means a ton to me. Okay, let's get started on this episode. I want to start this off by saying I am not a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) To call someone a unicorn, not that anyone ever does, I'm not saying that, but to call someone a unicorn is to say that the person is rare, has power, and the capacity to reach a goal all alone. And no one has ever called me a a unicorn, but I'm going somewhere with this. So what I want to convey is I think sometimes people feel like, how is it possible to do everything that you do? You run an online business, you run a brick and mortar business, you have a family, you're active, you exercise. And it's interesting to me because in the world of entrepreneurship, at least in online service-based businesses, they always say, what is it that people ask you the most about? 
And I never really considered this, but this is it. I don't know why. It just kind of went over my head. But this is it. This is the one thing people comment on the most or in in a joking fashion will say, how do you do it all? And I just want to make three points about unicorns and or about me possibly being a unicorn. Again, it sounds so ridiculous, but I certainly don't accomplish everything I do on a weekly basis alone. I couldn't do this alone. The other point that I want to make is that anyone can get better at this, at what we all know is you know referred to as time management. If I can, trust me, anyone can. And the third point that I want to make and contrary to what some believe, is that there isn't one single system or a singular solution to conquer time management. I recently had a conversation with a one-on-one client regarding project management. And during our conversation, I explained that there isn't one thing that I use that allows me to do it all. It's many things. And this gave me the aha moment that I needed to record this particular episode because I've had this episode in my queue for a long time. I think I even somehow had an expectation that I would be able to offer one answer to all of you about how I do it all. And as much as I would love to wave a wand and be magical about this topic, the reality is I've been working on this for five years. Is it perfect? No, certainly not. I I still on occasion will overbook my calendar. I still sometimes make poor decisions. (laughs) But I do take pride in what I have accomplished in this area. Many of you know that I left a nearly 20-year career in a government job to go all in on entrepreneurship. I knew I wanted, quote-unquote, freedom. I wanted to feel aligned in my life and in my work. And I now realize that I didn't want to take this opportunity for granted. I was on a mission to figure out how to make this leap of faith that I was going to take, this big leap, how I was going to make it to work because I didn't want to spend another 20 years spinning my wheels. So last year, I realized I started teaching what I've learned along the way. And I taught two presentations at the 2021 retreat on this particular topic, the topic, again, of what we all know as time management. They were titled Dare to Dream and Calendar Blocking. This same one-on-one client that I was just referring to where this idea came into my head about this podcast episode, she also attended the retreat. I realize now, after having similar conversations, hosting hot seat coaching calls in Master Shopkeepers, and in particular with other people who attended the retreat last year, that these two particular presentations, the Dare to Dream and the Calendar Blocking presentations, it fired something up in their brains. And I think what happened is I believe they started to see the power of this shift in thinking around time. By the way, I don't love the term time management, but this is what we're all familiar with. That's why I'm using it in this podcast episode. Anyhow, the shift in thinking has been great to watch. I've loved you know, I've loved seeing everyone's brains fire up around this topic and trying to figure it out. But the one thing that I realized, or maybe that I could have conveyed a little bit more strongly during both of those lessons, 
is that those were just two parts of the puzzle. Those are two of the many things that can be done to conquer our schedules. The presentations are just two of the foundational steps. There's so much more to this thing people call work-life balance. Personally, I don't care what you call it. It's more of a feeling for me. It's more of, again, I use the word alignment, just feeling aligned where I feel like I'm dedicating a a nice amount of time to business and work and, and the stuff that makes me happy there. And that I'm also dedicating a nice amount of time to myself. And that I'm also dedicating a nice amount of time to friends and family, hobbies and other things. Now, I know no one wants to hear that there is more involved to all of this than just two steps. Like as entrepreneurs, we already do so much. Why can't someone just make this easy, right? I'm sure that's what you're all thinking. Like, really, Kathy, (laughs) you're going to give me a 20-step process? And not exactly. I'm not giving you a process here. I'm just going to share with you the things that I've done to bring myself into, I guess, what I could say is like time alignment. So that's what led to this episode. And my message to you is maybe it isn't going to be easy, or maybe it is if you just tell yourself it can be easy. Regardless, you have the power to make it happen. You really do. My message to you is I am telling you that you can empower yourself here. So now if I were to answer this question, Kathy, how do you do it all? And someone genuinely wanted to sit through this spiel and listen to my full response, because I think sometimes when somebody asks a question, you want to give them a really quick, concise answer. And I can't possibly do that in this topic. But if somebody wanted to sit through my answer, my real true answer, that's what this episode is about. So here it is. I am decisive. I try not to wallow in indecision, although trust me, it happens. Indecision means being stuck and stuck is not what I want to be. However, this is something I still have to work on. I recently had to commit to cleaning out my inbox by being decisive. So what do I mean by that? I had I don't know, normally I try to keep my emails in my inbox and I manage three emails in one inbox, a personal and two business emails. And I normally try to keep it under 100 and it was approaching 200 emails. And it was because I was stuck in indecision. So when I actually sat down to conquer this to-do item on my list, I told myself, I empowered myself and said, I am going to answer a reply and or just delete emails by making decisions because it was like, oh, how do I answer this person? And what do I tell this person? How do I handle this? And (laughs) all of that back and forth. So this is just one example, but it's the fact that I am decisive or I work on being decisive. Second is I identified my priorities and values early on. And this was the Dare to Dream presentation that I did. It's actually sitting there and having a conversation with yourself about what do you want to prioritize? What are the values in your life? What's really important? And what needs to come first? Number three on my list is time blocking. 
That was the second presentation that I did at the 2021 retreat around this topic. And there's a little bit of skill around it, some color coordination. For me, visually, that makes a difference. I can't possibly get into it here. But what was important is that once I realized the things that were super important to me and that I wanted to prioritize first, those go on my calendar first and get blocked. And I don't compromise that time generally. Yeah, of course, something comes up and I'll maybe book an event on a night where I would normally spend with Andy and Logan. But for the most part, that gets blocked off first. Those are my priorities. Number four, and I'm going to lose count here, but number four is commit to my calendar, which means I'm committing to myself. Like once I put it on the calendar, I have to put effort into saying I'm putting it on this calendar. It has a meaning. It has a purpose. And I'm going to commit to it because I'm going to commit to myself. That can be really hard committing to ourselves because we tend to commit to everyone else and everything else. And I know there are hopefully or probably a bunch of you right now who are shaking your heads like, yep, Kathy, that's what I do. I put everyone ahead of me. Number five is use reminders. So this is just a simple app on my Apple phone. I use it because my brain gets super cluttered. And in order for me to remember things, I have to add reminders on my phone. And that way I see the reminder. It does not go away in my phone until I mark it checked off as done. It's a simple tool, but it's genuinely helpful to me. Next one is I set boundaries. I set a lot of rules. And I say no. And I do this in both businesses. And oftentimes it's with the people I love the most. So I know this isn't easy. Setting boundaries. I've said this in other podcast episodes and we'll link them in the show notes. But I've said this before is setting boundaries isn't intended to hurt other people. It's intended to help you. Next one is I delegate and I hire. Like I mentioned earlier, I can't do it all and I don't want to do it all. I'm more than happy to hand off the tasks I shouldn't be doing or I don't love doing. I value my time, which means putting a dollar value to it. And my hourly rate is now more than ever indicative of the value I put on myself, my talent and my expertise. And that definitely took years of working on that and working on my money mindset to get me there. Next one is I use multiple systems. You all know I will jam out on systems any day. And I couldn't even talk about all the systems I I use in both businesses in just one episode. I really couldn't. Like 20 minutes isn't nearly long enough. What's important to convey here is that systems are a huge part of how I do it all. They help me run both businesses super efficiently. I would be lost without them, and my time management or my alignment would definitely be out of the window if I didn't have systems in place. Next one is I prioritize self-care. Walking, and now I'm starting to jog again, is so good for my mental health. I now make it a must to get... 10 to 15,000 steps in a day. I strive for 13 to 15, but if I hit 10, 10,000, I'm I'm happy with that. 
This means I have to get out in the mornings for at least a three-mile walk or jog. It's often four to five miles, and then then throughout the rest of the day, I will just naturally hit my step goal. But I have to do this for myself because it puts me into a good mood. It's sometimes when my brain works the best, and I have to make it a priority. And that's the most important thing, again, is committing to myself and making it a priority. Next one on my list is I respect my rhythms and the way my brain works. And you might be wondering what this means. So, for example, I know I work my best for Savvy Shopkeeper in the early mornings. I don't try to script podcast episodes or work on content in the evenings because by that point, my brain (laughs) and I don't try not to go walking or jogging in the evenings either. My brain and my body are like mush at that time. And really, that's when I prefer to just relax and chill at home with my family or go out to dinner with a friend, doing things that aren't physical or aren't challenging my brain, my thinking. And that's what I prefer to do based off of my own body rhythm. So I would convey to you, figure that out. When do you like to sleep? When don't you like to sleep? When does your brain work really good for maybe the CEO work or the visionary work or the content creation? Sometimes we resist our natural rhythms, and I think it's really important to embrace them and work with those times. Next one is, I'm not afraid of failure, and I'll be publishing a podcast episode on this topic soon. My point here is I'm willing to try things without the fear of failing. And I know that where that comes from, again, I'm going to talk about it in a a future podcast episode, but I'm not afraid of failure. So I will try something. I'm like, somebody suggests this, I'm going to try it. Or even in business, I'm going to try it because it might take off and it might work really well in business, in revenue generation, in marketing, I'm just not willing to, or I'm just not afraid to fail. Next one is I don't allow time or most importantly, the limitations of time to define my success. I define that. This is another part of the mindset. I don't tell myself there aren't enough hours in a day because this type of thinking to me is disempowering and I will no longer do this to myself. Next one is I have helpful partners and I have in in my home life, I have a husband who cheers me on, who's supportive, who understands what I'm doing. And then for the store I co-own with my sister, I have a business partner, again, who understands our systems and how we do things and that in the end, this is almost like I can't do this by myself. But I want it's important for you to, for me to mention that having a home partner and having a bit if you have a business partner, having those two align with you is really important. And I'll be the first to say that I know I'm lucky here. Having good supportive people in my life is really key. And then the last on my list is using to-do lists. And it's interesting because my to-do lists, The way I use them in both businesses or in each business is really different. So let me share this with you. When I'm at the Salvage Boutique, that's the store I co-own with my sister, I use good old pen and paper in a daily to-do list. So I walk in, I take everything out of my brain of what I want to do that day or what I feel like I can actually accomplish that day, and I write it all down. 
It's a list of what I want to get done that day. It keeps me super focused because I generally only have six hours to get everything done when I'm there. And the feeling of accomplishment, it gives me the feeling of accomplishment by scratching off one item at a time with a Sharpie. (laughs) It has to be a Sharpie. I don't know. It's like that dark black line makes me feel better. And then it gets me moving on to the next task. Now, for Savvy Shopkeeper, I use a Google Sheet. It's actually titled it Kathy's Done List. This is usually a really long running list of things I need to get done. I realize that I can't do this whole running list in one day. So what I do is I assign each task a date and I try to limit my tasks to one to five per day And because I only really have two to four hours to work on savvy shopkeeper tasks. So I have to be realistic about what I can personally get done. And then if I really want to stress the importance of them, I'll highlight them in a color or do something that triggers in my brain, this really has to get done today, which means you have to focus. So now that I look back on each to-do list approach, I realize paper and pen for the store works because I'm constantly moving around in the store. I'm in the basement. I'm in the retail area. I'm helping customers. I'm in the studio. I'm working on furniture. My tasks are all over the store. And for Savvy Shopkeeper, I do almost everything on my laptop. So the digital practice, having the Google Sheet, works well for that business. And this is a great way to end the list of how I do it all, because the key takeaway here is that we are all different. Our businesses are different. Our brains are different. Our personal lives are different. You have to find what works for you. What works for me most likely will not work for you. And in terms of how I manage all of this, is there room for improvement? I said this earlier. Yes, always. It is very fluid, especially as both of my businesses grow. I am realistic about the number of hours we have in a day. I don't wish for more hours. I make the hours work for me and my goals. I'm just going to say this one more time because this can be a bit of an aha moment for some of you listening. I don't wish for more hours. I make the hours work for me and my goals. And speaking of goals, I have big goals. Instead of suppressing them, and I think I've, I've mentioned this already, is I will no longer do this. I'm not suppressing all of these big goals and dreams that I've had for a very long time. I suppressed all of that for way too long. Instead of suppressing my big goals and telling myself I can't possibly do it all, I work on my mindset. I find solutions. And now I tell myself, I sure as hell can do it all, and no one is going to stop me. This is a far cry from the, I wish I had more hours in a day type of thinking. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. I hope you understand that I am not special and that anyone is capable of doing this, of running multiple businesses, of succeeding in both businesses, of having time to take care of yourself and time for family and friends and other things, and that your business or businesses don't have to consume you. It is a big shift in thinking and doing, and I completely understand that. I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you have any thoughts 
Um, I would love to hear from you on this topic. Please DM me on Instagram. My username on Instagram is at Savvy with two V's shopkeeper, at Savvy shopkeeper. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 135. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 135. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.